Welcome to the game of crowdfunding draft pick edition. That's right. I said it recording Friday, September 6th, 2013. I'm Jeff King and I'm Sarah Reed. What? What? Jeff and, Jeff and Sarah talking again. Oh yeah. My God, it's been too long. I know. So Sarah, how was your August? My August was busy. It's family month, uh, birthday, family birthday month. So it was insane. Uh, my birthday, my mom's birthday, so many people's birthdays. So it was, uh, fun and busy, but not as much fun as yours because you got to go to Gen Con. I did. And I'm so jealous. It was, it was a, a whirlwind of activity, but definitely a great time. Yeah. One of these days I'll go. You really should. I hope so. Every, everybody should go at least once. It's, it's always funny. Every time you, I haven't been a, a ton of times, but usually I've I've been working for like Fantasy Flight or somebody like that. This time was the, my chance to go. Well, I went in in all us geeks capacity because I had a press yeah. badge and stuff and got to interview people. Cool. But uh, you always run into side. It's, it's, it's amazing that it's always still somebody's like first time. Well, it was Jordan's first time. And then yeah. as we were passing people like in the halls, this guy is like, hey, do you remember your first Gen Con? And we're like, yeah. Jordan's living there right now, and he was like, yeah, I just brought my kid to his first Gen Con, and so uh -huh. it's always a good time. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things you got to do at least once and then decide from there if you're, if you're willing to uh, deal with the crowds and the hassle. <laughs> yeah, no, on. I totally understand because like a couple years ago, we went to our first uh, Lego convention, and it was amazing, and I think I'm at a point where mm, I think I'm fine. I don't need to go again for a while, <laughs> so yeah. Well, as we were kind of, as you kind of should be aware or can tell from that conversation, we haven't recorded in a while together. Nope. August pretty much blurred by us. Mm -hmm. So um, everything that we had discussed previously has finished. Yes, it <laughs> and, has. And uh, we are not going to bore you with all the glorious details. You can always go back and look at any of the uh, past show notes to see what we picked, what we didn't pick, and uh, mm -hmm. and links to those projects. Uh, but we're not going to go through them one by one. We're just going to kind of give you overall totals. So where we sit so far is uh, if we go down my list, I have for uh, points in total raised, so that's total money raised, I got nine points. Sarah has three points in that category. Oh. <laughs> Percent overfunded is one of the other things we score points in, and that I have six points, and Sarah has six points. Yay, doing something right. Yeah. And uh, number of backers, uh, I have eight points, and Sarah has four points. Ah, so the newbie. <laughs> our totals are 23 points to Sarah's 13 points, but it's still young. It's still anybody's yes. game. Anything can happen as we go forward here. I'm not giving up yet. No. And uh, I figured if we keep this going through the uh, rest of the year here, We'll just uh we'll we'll cap after December and start a new season or something. Hey, that sounds like so, a good idea. Sound like good, yeah, because we don't want to be Go adding up total points forever. But no. uh, maybe if we go into next year doing something like this, maybe we'll do like a half and half, so like six months and six months. For, oh, okay. For a season, but uh, since since we're kind of all new to this and we've had to skip some stuff here and there, let's let's just take it to the end of the year and see how it goes. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right. 
So for anybody joining us for the first time or anybody that's completely forgotten how this works because it's been so long, (laughs) this is the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Pick Edition. Uh, We kind of liken it to fantasy football for crowdfunding projects, primarily Kickstarter, of course, because that's one of the big ones. But you never know. Every once in a while, we may sneak something in from Indiegogo or something if we really feel uh, we, we would like to bring it to your attention. I pick five projects, Sarah picks five projects, and then we go head-to-head, taking turns matching them up. And as you just heard, we score points. You can score up to three points per match. And those points are in total amount of money raised, percentage overfunded from their original goal, and total number of backers. And that's what we do here. And then uh, on the off weeks, because we do this every other week, or you know, we're supposed to do this every yeah. other week, uh, we and, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to get back on track here. On the off weeks, we uh, end up doing interviews with people that are either on, have been on, or about to be on Kickstarter, typically. Uh, so project owners that uh, have projects coming up, those have been a lot of fun. I've been getting a lot of great positive feedback on those. Uh, and it's a it's a great way not only to get to know about some projects that are coming up, uh, but we do lessons learned. We talk about process and you get to know the people behind the project, which I kind of enjoy as well. That It's more than just here's my game. It's uh, here's who I am and here's here's my thoughts and, and here's how I I got to the point where we created this game and all that good stuff. So I'm really enjoying those as well. All right. All of that said, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. We did some backtracking with our crack research team of me going back and looking at the old show notes. It looks like it's my turn to start. (laughs) So I am going to lead off with my franchise pick, which, again, uh, to remind people, franchise pick means that uh, I have to say it before I say what the the uh, project is I'm picking. Uh, but if Sarah has it as well, usually if we both have a project, nobody gets to score points on it. And we just kind of got to look sad face off to the side while it racks up points that we could have had. <laughs> but if you pick it as your franchise pick and you only get one per, per draft, draft recording, I should say. It's once per episode. Yeah. One, well, I, I kept wanting to say episode, but then I kept throwing in the fact that we have off weeks that oh, episodes that's true. come on. That's so true. yeah, once per draft recording. Put it that way. Yes. (laughs) If you use your franchise pick, if the other person picked it, they still get matched up against each other, but the person who picked it as a franchise pick still gets the points. So my franchise pick, one that I feel pretty strongly about, one that I'm hoping uh, succeeds and succeeds extremely well, is Fantasy Frontier. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) I love that, that game. Yes, I was picking that one too. Nice. All right, so there's my franchise pick. So let me tell you just a little bit about it, and uh, Sarah can chime in as well. Uh, it's from Gameland Games, Michael Coe, somebody I did get to meet at Gen Con and talk to, uh, somebody that I will be interviewing on the 18th, I believe, we're scheduled to sit down and have a conversation about uh, this game and, and, and some of the other stuff he's done, and I'm really looking forward to that because Michael is one of those people that I really had a great time meeting. Just a really nice, genuine guy. But Fantasy Frontier, what are we looking at for this? It's a two-to-four-player Euro game of airships and exploration 
Worker placement, resource gathering, tile placement, and pattern recognition. All that good stuff rolled into one game, plus just absolutely beautiful artwork. Oh, yeah. I can't, I mean, you can't say enough nice things. I mean, the artwork is just absolutely gorgeous. He was showing me pictures on his phone while we were at Gen Con. It was just beautiful all the way around. Loved it. And the other thing I love that he's done an, uh, a, a great job with is the meeples. I was just recently on another Kickstarter of his that was just about fantasy-shaped meeples. And the airships that he's done, it's not just one airship pattern in four different colors. No, the game pieces you get for the airships, there are four unique shapes for the each different factions. And they look really, really nice. I, like you said, the artwork is fantastic, but he just does top-notch job with all the components. and. And the gameplay itself, I mean, it's Father Geek approved, so that's you can't get much better than that. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Sorry. <laughs> well, and all us geeks approved. <laughs> yeah, we don't have we don't have a, a funky logo. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's I I always love it when I get to see Cyrus's logo on stuff that he's approved it. And obviously, if you want to know more, head on over to uh, FatherGeek.com and check out his review because Cyrus does amazingly in-depth written reviews that you can look at. So yeah, that was a plus for me as well. So let's see. Uh, it was sitting at 71%, $17,915 raised of $25,000, 327 backers, Ends October 8th, and $45 will get you the game. All right, my turn. Okay, well, I'm going to lead off with my uh, franchise pick as well, and that will be Battle Merchants. Uh, I did pick that, but I had a feeling that if uh, Fantasy Frontiers wasn't yours, it was Battle Merchants was it, because I remember you picked that last time, right? Yes, I did. So uh, you you get your franchise pick, and uh, I have to match up my battle merchants versus your battle merchants. So All go right. ahead and fill us in. All right. So battle merchants is it's an economic game set in a fantasy land, but the neat twist for me is you're making weapons and you're selling them to everybody. You're well, like the title says, you're a battle merchant. You make weapons and you are trying to make the most money by selling them to elves and dwarves and orcs and hobgoblins and for me i'm not a huge fan of economic games but this fantasy theming of it i think will make it more palatable for me and because my husband also loves economic games so i think this is going to be one of those great meeting points for those who want to get a lot of people to the table to play an economic game that may not necessarily feel like it and yes it has uh was they did try it once before they have relaunched they've lowered their goal and it's much more affordable now, and it does play uh, two to four players, and it depends on how many players you play, which depends on what side of the board you play. They are currently at $10,480 out of the 18000 that they're looking for, which puts them at 58% funded, and they will it'll close October 3rd, so you've still got plenty of time to get on board with it. Yeah, that one, it'll be interesting, interesting to see the second time around. I really, um, I was surprised because I think I even made the joke when we talked about it that we almost shouldn't, uh, we should almost exclude minion games at this point because uh, right. it, it's almost a surefire thing. But again, with the retooling and everything, I think it's back. It's, it, I, it's going to happen. I think so too. <laughs> I hope so anyways. <laughs> 
All right, let's see. What do I want to do next? You know what? Let's try this one. Larceny. No, you got that one. Okay. This is from uh, Waning Gibbous Games. Uh thought it was kind of interesting. It's a fast-paced card game for three-plus players that challenges you to plan the perfect heist. Uh, so it's a party-style game. It comes with three different types of decks, and like it says, you're trying to plan the perfect heist. Uh, the thing I, I, I found kind of interesting about it, because when it first started talking, it was just, uh, it was basically just, okay, so this is another apples to apples, cards against humanity kind of thing where it was like you have a judge and everybody puts in a card. Mm-hmm. But with the three different decks, uh, they also started talking about different variants and variations that you can play. So you can make it a storytelling game. You can make it, you know, so there's all these different ways that you can play it, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, it seemed like a, you know, a, a decent, fun little type of party game, especially for those people that might be starting to get a little stale on the uh, Cards Against Humanity type games that have been coming along recently in the party genre. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know what? Having variety is always a good thing. So where it is sitting right now is 65% funded, $5,740 trying to reach 15000 It has 205 backers, ends October 11th, still has some early bird spots open for $15, otherwise $20 is the base game. Okay, so against that, I'm going to pair Jade Punk Tales from... I'm going to pronounce this horribly. Kausa City role playing game. All right. You got that. You know, I, you know what? I almost picked that one. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why. When we start to go up the, it's almost like I go, well, she knows I do RPGs. So I, I maybe <laughs> I'll stick away from them. And, and suddenly, uh, you're getting all the RPGs. Yeah. I, I, well, I have to say I've always loved RPGs. I've never had a lot of time. Uh, or uh, other people to play them with. Um, so maybe you're just opening the door for me to start looking at these because I haven't, you're right, I haven't really before now looked at them. So now I am, and this one really caught my attention just because, well, for several things. One, it uses the Fate Core system, which we just got uh, from the Kickstarter. We supported Fate Core. And I really like the way it streamlines everything. And so to have a new world book for that, um, I think is really cool. And it really mixes the genres of it's steampunk, yet, I don't know, it's got so much more than that. I can't think of the right word right now. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the steampunk and, like, wuxia. Yeah. Um, I mean, it. it's like, you know, the martial arts, martial uh, arts over the top, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style martial arts combined with steampunk, which is kind of an interesting cross-genre. Exactly. So it's that, that interesting cross-genre that makes this really interesting to me and yeah, I hope it does well. Uh, they're looking for 7,500 and they're currently at 4,466 with 196 backers. And so they're at 60% funded right now. All right. I believe that makes it your turn. Oh, that's right. That does make it my turn. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Okay. I am going to pick Wrangled. You've got it. Okay. Wrangled is a very cute card game, fast-paced card game of cowboys and cattle drives for two to four players. It does seem to be oriented more towards either kids or the really casual group, but I just really like the the theme of it, the the, the lightheartedness. Uh, the artwork is really cutesy. You've got the Duke and Dallas and Dusty and Delta and all these, these characters are just so cute and uh, 
I mean, yeah, a little stereotypical, but I just thought it was really neat little light card game, which seemed seemed to be doing pretty well on Kickstarter lately. There's been a lot of more of the casual light games. And let's see. So this one, they're going for 4000 and they're currently at 1864 with 84 backers, um, which puts them at 47% funded. I do not have a good one money-wise to match yeah, up on that one. But I'm going to go for this, and, and this was a hesitant pick for me. Okay. <laughs> RAR, the monster-building, city-crushing card game. Wow, RAR, another one. <laughs> Ape Gamer put this one out. Build terrifying monsters and send them out to pulverize cities in this raucous card game from Ape Games, makers of Kill the Overlord. So um, Ape Games has done, I think this is their fourth or fifth project, and they've all been successful up to this point. When we get into the numbers, you'll kind of maybe hear where I'm, why I'm cautious on this one. Now, it's a card game. Keep that in mind. Strictly card game. Right now, they're at 5% funded. They have $1,490. They're looking for $25,000. That's where I'm wondering yeah. about, because that's, that's pretty high for a card game. Right. Uh, I mean, and strictly card game. Backers, they have 56. They go till October 14th. $20 will get you the game. That's a lot of games that they've got that to sell. Is. So I was cautious putting it on, but that's also one of the reasons we do this right right <laughs> uh so go check it out like i said they've had nothing but successful campaigns so far and some pretty pretty nice games but this falls into that weird thing for me where things like fantasy frontier where they're asking for twenty five thousand, and a lot of people scoff if you ever ask for more than like 10 15 yeah. you're pushing it i would like to see kickstarter get to the point where it's like people realize how much it actually costs to make these games and don't blink Right. Yeah. But for a strictly card game, I think twenty five thousand is uh kinda high. Yeah, it's definitely not typical, but if they make it, that's gonna be one awesome card game. <laughs> All right, so last one to me, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh my last one is Infamy. Uh, you got it. Wow. I'm surprised we didn't overlap more this time around. Infamy, Mercury Games Incorporated. Infamy is designed by Travis R. Chance and is accompanied by a host of stunning cyberpunk visuals during gameplay. A game for three to four players, Infamy brings a unique bidding system, simultaneous travel mechanism, and interesting card play together with a sci-fi crime story off-world genre not often gamed. Basically, the biggest reason, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of cyberpunk stuff. I do like the, the visuals that I've seen so far for this game. I need to look into it a little bit more for the gameplay, but it caught my eye enough to at least bring it up here and, and let people know about it and see if they'll go check it out. It's a short launch, too, so it's at 45% right now. It's got $6,900. They're looking for $15,000. have got 133 backers. It ends September 18th, and it is $45 for the game. Well, this is going to be interesting to pair up. I chose tracy and laura hicks hickman's sojourner tales board game yeah i almost I, picked that too yeah huh <laughs> i almost picked that one too well i'm a little hesitant about it because i actually watched uh, the gameplay and it does seem rather simple the gameplay is based on roll and move you do have some choices but not a lot but what 
I'm really interested in here is the storytelling part of the game and the way that you build the story and each person interacts and changes the story as it goes along. And I mean, there, there are, you know, famous writers. So I, I know that part of the game will be very strong. And the interesting part is they're incorporating smartphones and iPads and tablets where the, um, you can use the physical book that comes with it and there'll be, um, more downloadable adventures on their website. But if you load them onto one of your media devices in how that has a touch screen, you can actually touch through and it'll jump directly to where you need to go. And it is based kind of on this interesting number system based on the cards that you play. You add up the numbers and then you type in the number on the device and it jumps to a little passage. You read the passage and you choose what you're going to do. You might have a skill check or something that you have to accomplish, but it continues the story. And sometimes what you do turns out to not be good. And sometimes it is good. So the storytelling part of it sounds fascinating. I'm just a little concerned that the board is you basically roll a die and you move around and you're trying to get your pawn onto your colored disc. So that's the only part I'm a little concerned about. Yeah. Name recognition will be good on that one though. Yeah. That's what I'm so. All right, yeah. stats. Stats. So they are looking for 26000 They are at $11,054 with 181 backers. So they're at 41%, which is pretty solid considering it just launched yesterday. It will be running till October 9th. There you go, guys. Yep. There's our five matchups. We're, we're back into it. We uh, yep. knocked the dust off. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out, Sarah. Do you uh, have a shout out you want to do? Yes, uh, one that I have been waiting for for a long time and was hoping I'd actually get to pick, but of course it funded right away, and that is Bell of the Ball. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been following Daniel Solis on Twitter for a long time now, and I've just been watching the development of this, and it's just been fascinating. Every iteration and change that he's been going through, it's just so much fun to watch because he designs all out in public, and to see the final product finally come forward it's been exciting and they've been hitting quite a few stretch goals. And so uh, it only runs until September 22nd. So if it's something you want to check out, it is a kind of light strategy filler game. So it, it, it does make you think, but it is a filler game. So it's a shorter game, but it's nothing that you can just breeze through because there's some very important strategic decisions to be made. That's a great shout out. Yeah. That was, I had a lot of fun talking to Daniel when he was on the show and uh, yeah, and getting to talk a little bit about Bell of the Ball. And uh, I, I was supposed to try it. He, he, he got me late, uh, our, mm. our Twitter conversation, where he's like, go go check out Bell of the Ball. And I was like, and I, unfortunately, it just didn't work out for me because it was like last day of Gen Con and my day was already planned out up until like we got in the car. Mm. <laughs> so that kind of sucked. I really, uh, I really wish I would have been able to get a chance to sit down and, and check it out. Yeah. All right. So I've got a single shout out as well. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Havoc and Hijinks. Yes. From Epic Slant Press. I met Adam at Gen Con. Uh, I talked to Adam, of course. We had him on. He, he got interviewed uh, before uh, the game launched. Megan and I did a game preview video for Havoc and yes. Hijinks. So uh, we've been all over Havoc and Hijinks, and for good reason. Definitely. It's a two to four player game. Uh, again, it's the casual style card game. 
and you basically have baby dragons and and each each player is a baby dragon that uh, is being kicked out of their house to start their own horde because the parent dragons are tired of the baby dragons slacking off and and eyeing their hordes a little too closely <laughs> so uh, all the baby dragons go out and they're trying to build their own hordes and of course uh Whenever possible, they'd much rather get it easily and and or steal it from the other baby dragons. So you play Havoc cards. Uh, well, uh, Havoc cards are kind of like either uh, treasures you just get or event cards. Or you play hi- hijinks cards, which are actually you know you trying to mess with the other players where you try to steal their treasures or break their treasures. Kind of like if I can't have it, nobody can kind of deal. All that kind of good stuff. And it's kind of cute. We've had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, this is just that's a, a quick explanation you can definitely go over to our youtube channel and check out the preview video but it is on uh kickstarter right now and it's doing very well adam is running an extremely smart campaign that's another reason why i like to talk about it not only is he a great guy it's a great game and he's running a smart campaign so all of that together is just makes it something i want to talk about (laughs) definitely so 179 percent funded right now seventeen thousand nine hundred eighty dollars they were looking for ten thousand it's got 594 backers. It ends September 24th, and $15 will get you the game. All right, so there you go. Sarah, you, you feel good? You feel good doing it again? Oh, yeah, it's great to be back in the saddle and all that stuff. <laughs> all right, so there you go, uh, everybody. Thanks uh, for tuning in and, and listening to our picks. Uh, just a reminder, this is uh, September, so it is Pledge Drive Month for all us geeks. So head on over to the website. There's a donation button. $5 or more will get you a shout-out if you want to uh, have a shout-out during the daily audio recordings that I'm doing. Uh, the whole month of September, I'm trying to give you audio. It's it's uh, my thank you. Uh, hopefully you consider it a thank you. <laughs> I do. It's fun to listen to. Hopefully it's not a punishment. We, we we did we did uh Jordan and I did go back and forth on whether or not we should have like a uh, fund for making me shut up but uh that never came to be. That's on there the t-shirt pre-orders are on there. We're going to hopefully have auctions up here on Board Game Geek very soon. So all of it goes to a uh, a good cause not only us uh which we've already hit our funding goal. And so the deal was if we hit our funding goal, anything above and beyond our funding goal, we split 50-50 with the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund charity. So at this point, uh, we are above and beyond our funding goal. We are splitting money with the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund. So uh, thank you very much and keep it coming in because the more money we can give to those guys, the better. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Like we like to say, you know, go on out there, check out some of these projects, and pick a winner. 